1: Thanks to Headspace for supporting Don't Keep Your Day
2: Job. Just 30 days of Headspace lowers stress by 32% and just four sessions can reduce burnout by 14%. Headspace is here to help. You deserve to feel happier and Headspace is meditation made simple. Go to headspace.com slash dreamjob. Also thanks to way There's nothing more refreshing than hitting the reset button once in a while. If your hair is a little overdue for the same treatment, it's time for the clarifying detox shampoo, way Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and use code DREAMJOB to get 15% off your entire purchase. Hey guys, it's Kathy. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job. Yesterday was Mother's Day. I hope that you guys had a beautiful day. I know that it can also be a really challenging day. So I just want to send some love to those who want to be moms, but have been having a hard time with fertility or for those who have a hard relationship with their mom, or for those who've lost their mom, or for those who just couldn't be with their mom because it's COVID, whatever the reason, if your heart was feeling heavy, I just want you to know I thought about you during the day. I just want you to know I thought about you yesterday. You know, Yesterday was the first Mother's Day. My husband's been without his mom since she just passed about six weeks ago. And we also had a baby that I think you guys know. Um, he was terminally ill. That was last summer. Um And so I had to terminate the pregnancy. He had um, a very serious disease. And so he would have been, I don't know, six months old right now. And I just know, you know, my sister, I know very much wants to be a mom and that hasn't happened yet. And I know some friends who are struggling. And I also have a lot of people in my life who have really intense relationships with their families. And I also know people who wanted so much to be with their families but couldn't be. So whatever it is, if you were feeling down yesterday, I just want you to know that you're not alone and it's so normal to feel lots of things and um I'm just sending you love. We are up in the Smoky Mountains right now and I just felt incredibly grateful to be looking out At the green treetops and listening to the birds. It's actually uncanny because when we were at the Joe Dispenza retreat not too long ago, we did a visualization and I visualized almost exactly what this cabin looked like. And I actually made a vision board and took a bunch of pictures on Pinterest and it is almost identical. I actually posted it on my Instagram stories because I couldn't believe, but I guess this is it, you guys. This is manifesting, right? You go into the vortex and then boom, there it is. Speaking of manifesting, we're going to talk today about podcasting you know, this podcast is now over 20 million downloads, will soon be at 25 million downloads. It is just incredible. And people ask me all the time, how do you start a podcast? How can a podcast change your life? How can it help your business? Once you have a podcast, how do you have an audience? How do you do all of those things? Well, if you've ever wanted to know the answers to those questions, today's your day because we're going to get into it today. And actually today's episode is a recording of something that I teach in Made to Do This. So Made to Do This is 12 weeks. It's a 12-week program. And one of the things we do cover is how to start your own podcast, how to monetize your own podcast, you're going to hear a little piece of that today. And if you're one of those people who've been thinking, I really want Kathy Heller to be my coach and I want to be with her for a 12-week immersive experience, then you should sign up for Made to Do This because you will save $1,000 if you sign up before May 14th. You can go to, made to do This.com and grab your spot now. In any case, in this episode, I'm going to share what I did when I first began, when I had zero listeners, when I didn't even have an Instagram account, when I had no email list to speak of. And I hope that this will show you what's possible, what you can build, the life you can create, and the people that you can impact when you share your truth and you share your voice. I'm also going to talk about some more technical and tactical things like how it's really easy to record audio, how your podcast can become your main content that drives your business. It can feed your Instagram, it can feed your blog, and how you can turn it into a wildly successful seven-figure business sitting in your pajamas, doing something you love. If you want to be part of the next round of Made to Do This, like I said, you will get in on sessions like this. I am live in Made to Do This every single week for 12 weeks. We also assign you a mentor. There are also implementation calls. It is absolute fire and you can save $1,000 if you join us before May 14th. So go ahead, go to Made madetodothis.com and grab your spot.
0: All right, now let's get into
2: today's episode.
0: Hi, everybody. I'm so excited for today's session. We are talking about podcasting this week, and obviously podcasting has been one of the greatest gifts of my life. And I can't wait to dive in this week and talk about how do you make a show that really flows all your dreams out of orbit. And how do you how do you monetize your show and, and how do you make something you're really proud of that makes such an impact? I can't wait. I posted today. I knew we were talking about podcasting this week, so I, I woke up this morning, as I always do, and I always write my own Instagram. This is what I posted today. I said, I started my podcast with zero listeners, zero Instagram followers, zero email subscribers. And four years later, 20 million podcast downloads, two book deals, seven figures, and an opportunity to make an impact on a daily basis. Stop waiting to be ready and start where you are. And that's true. You can go back and scroll through. I didn't have an Instagram account. I didn't have an email list. Um, I wasn't famous. I was just a person um, who had something to say. And so was Dr. Martin Luther King right? Just a person who had something to say. It's better to say too much, right? It's better to talk it out. And your story is so valuable. I wore this t-shirt today. I love this brand, Voltaire, but I love this t-shirt. And I wore it as like a subliminal, just a message that all of our stories are so needed and so why we're here. And on my desk, um, I put this quote, from Walt Disney. It says, it seems to me that we have a lot of story yet to tell. And um, I want you guys to, to really know how you absolutely need to listen to that voice of that whisper that that's there telling you that there's this thing that you want to say. And so we're going to talk about podcasting this week. And, you know, the single thing that has grown my business more than anything else is a podcast. And it goes back to what we talk about all the time in this program, which is it's about intimacy. It's about depth. It's about connection. And if you really look at like the different ways that we interact, if you look on social media, for instance, if somebody is watching a YouTube video and you keep their attention for five minutes, oh my God, you're like crushing life. But in podcasting, you have listeners who are listening for an hour. You have listeners there with you consistently for an hour. Now, some podcasts aren't an hour. Some of them are five minutes. Some of them are 20, some of them are 30. But what we know from podcasters and podcast listeners, it's a different type of person it's a person who is investing in a different way and taking the time to build that connection. And when people listen to podcasts, they're like, oh my God, this is my show. This is my person. And they feel because it's very intimate. They take these little ear pods and they put it in their ears or they listen on their commute alone in the car. There's a relationship that's building that's deep. And When you peel back the curtain on business or marketing, you realize that intimacy is currency, that sales is really about connection and empathy and that depth. And so if there's one thing you're going to do as a tool to market, and marketing is a way of saying communicate. If there's something you're gonna do to communicate, if there's something you're gonna do to serve, to sell, we can exchange the words serve and sell, they're the same then you're gonna build that depth with people and you're gonna share your story and you're gonna start where you are and just know. And here's something I wanna tell you uh, sort of in the quantum realm is that what I hope that you're starting to learn, you can't really separate Creativity, spirituality, and business, they all go together and they're swimming in, in a vortex together. As Anne Lamott said to me on Thursday, she said, If I'm not talking about writing, I'm talking about spirituality. And Julia Cameron said, If I'm not talking about creativity, I'm not talking about the artist way, I'm talking about God because it's the synchronicity of that. If you look at anything, anything that you've enjoyed in your life, there's an inspiration point and then there is a a spiritual point, which is really the allowing. And here's what I want to keep getting into your psyche. I want you to keep attuning to your highest vibration and attuning to the 5D, attuning to like the world that we're really swimming in. And so I come at this from spirituality and quantum physics and Joe Dispenza and Deepak Chopra and all of that lets us know that we are, we are a vibrational being in a physical reality, but we really are mostly in an energetic reality. And we know that. And one thing I want you to get is that in this this real reality that we swim in, which is like the sea of, of possibility, if you want something, if you desire something, it's there for you. It's done. It's vibrationally created. Your job is to just allow it. Your job is to allow it. And so what we feel, what we know from people is that there's a splitting of the energy part of you is in the energy of, I want to grow this business. I want to touch these lives. I desire this. I desire that. And that's good. And that's moving you. There's momentum there. And that's what you're starting to feel. That's good. But there's a split in the energy where you go into the resisting and the resisting comes in the not trusting that everything's working out for you that it's vibrationally done that you don't have to work so hard that it can be easy that you you can access this this mystical experience without pushing and so you'll often hear people say i really want to start this business but i don't have any Money. I really want to start this business, but I don't think that anyone will come. I really want to start this business, but, and it's the, but that that's where we start splitting our energy and putting our energy into resisting, just letting this thing happen, just allowing it to happen. We keep putting our attention and our focus on whatever momentum we had with negativity. And we look at sort of what happened in the past as an indicator versus understanding that like in this moment, we can attune to whatever we really, really want. And we have to kind of know that at all times. It's kind of like how they're sort of like your highest self, right? Which is kind of, you can feel it sometimes. It's always okay. It's always connected. It always knows that everything is good and it trusts and it's love. And it's your highest self is really just this loving, pure vibration. And then the ego self is where we get split. From ourselves a little. And we start thinking about what's not working and what doesn't make us enough and, and all the narratives and the stories around things. So when I started this podcast, I had this whisper of, I really want to do this thing. I feel like I want to do it. And I did have this resistance. I did think to myself, well, who's going to listen? Nobody's going to be there. And then I just decided to let that go and just allow it to happen and I remember meeting with this woman, Maddie, who sells advertising for podcasts. And she, I said, how many listeners do I have to get before I could sell advertising and get sponsors? And she said about 12,000 downloads consistently. And I said, well, that's it. that seems impossible. And then I decided, well, what if it's already done? What if just stepping into it is all I have to do? What if I can make room for that possibility to show up by aligning with that possibility, by claiming that, by attuning to that? And I said, I'm not even going to worry about it. I'm just going to do it. And so I did. And this is the story that Sherry Salata tells. This is the same story that Amy Purdy tells. Like anybody I know who's manifesting and creating this life that they want, they're just allowing for their desire to come without resisting it so much. So let's talk about podcasting. Let's talk about building a podcast. Let's talk about how to do it, why to do it and how to do it well. So when it comes to podcasting, there's about, let's say 20% of it that has to do with the show. And 80% of it is everything you do around the show. So 20% of it is I decide what kind of a show I'm going to do. Well, this again, goes back to let it be easy. Do you have to be an expert? No. Could you decide that you want to talk about marriage um, and you're struggling, but you want to have real conversations about it? Sure. Could you talk about Nora Ephron movies? Yes. Could you talk about tarot cards? Yes. You can talk about anything you want could you make your format that you interview people every episode? Yeah. Could you interview people sometimes and then tell stories about other people the next? Yes. My friend, Chris does a show um, where he talks about side hustles and instead of interviewing people, he just tells a story every episode about somebody who started a side hustle. So it allows him to not even have to set up his schedule and make sure he can, you know, link up with someone to interview. And he decided to do an episode every single day. That's sort of his thing. So five days a week, which I also do that now. And so they're like between five and 12 minute long episodes. And he tells a story and it's very inspiring. And people check in and they listen to the show and they hear about somebody who started this thing or somebody else who started that thing. Do they need to hear from the person themselves? No, it's still inspiring. There's a podcast called By the Book where these two women... They read self-help books and then they talk about what they learned from the book. And then they apply those principles to their life. And they talk about how it went when they applied those principles to their life and what they got out of it. And their their podcast is kind of a review of these books. There are all kinds of different podcasts and you get to decide what works for you. My friend, Danielle Silverstein started a podcast called Marriage and Martinis And she had been a listener of Don't Keep Your Day Job. And she said that she and her husband were on the brink of divorce. And there was a lot of issues going on, addiction and gambling and mental illness. There was a lot of stuff they were challenged with. And she was looking for answers. And all she could find was people talking about how great marriage is or giving advice and people having advice. But nobody was making her feel less alone by sharing what they were really going through. And she said, I decided... It's sink or swim. Like, let's just start a podcast. So they started a podcast in their living room with the doors clanging in the back and the kids running around and no editor and no sound equipment, just sitting at their kitchen table, talking into their computer. And they would have real conversations about their marriage and what was really happening. And it was incredible. They wound up having 300,000 downloads within six months. They were featured in the New York Post. They wound up getting tons of sponsors. It turned into a multi six-figure revenue. And then they went from there to a million downloads and 2 million and so on and so forth. So podcasts, it's a way for you to develop a relationship with people. That podcast is called Marriage and Martinis I was just speaking about. But a podcast is a way to have authority without waiting for a publisher to give you a book deal. A podcast is a way for you to have authority without having a TV show on NBC you become a person who is known for something you care about a topic you're passionate about a topic you don't have to have a phd you don't have to have a guest you don't have to be long form or short form you get to decide how you want to do this but i would say speaking out your story is so much more powerful than you know and the last few times that we've been on these calls together we heard people talking to us, right? We, we talked about some of the things that had happened to some of our fellow students and they were simple stories that moved us very much, right? Because we connected to each other and we felt what they felt and it makes us feel less alone and it gives us incredible insight into the human spirit. So I really think that these stories need to be told. And I've just seen with my own experience that when I first started, I thought that people would listen when we had a famous guest on the show. But our most downloaded episodes do not correlate to our most famous guests. Our most downloaded episodes are me talking about how to stop overthinking or me talking about losing a child to trisomy 18 or me talking about struggling with fear. And then we've had some amazing guests on who've had great download numbers and success. And it usually correlates to how great the story is that they told, not to how famous they are. And that's important information for you to know. So what I always say to people when they're about to set up a podcast is I say, first of all, everyone should do it. Like, If you have a business and you want to be in business, to miss out on having the podcast, it's not worth it to miss out on that because we're in such a saturated world. There's so much coming at us. If you really want to fly above the noise, you need to create depth and you need to create quality content that creates connection with people. And so that's what the podcast allows you to do. And what's really powerful about having a podcast is your podcast then becomes the content that you can repurpose for everything else that you do. So if you have a podcast and that's your core piece of content, not only is it quality and interesting and vulnerable and it's easier, right? It's people get writer's block, but very few people get talker's block. It's, it's, a, it's a let it be easy kind of approach. You know, you make it all the things that you want. But let's say you have this podcast and you decide you're going to record a podcast every week. Well, then you have content to talk about with your email list. Now you have a one-minute audio clip that you can put on your Instagram. Now you have something that you can talk about in a Facebook group. Now you can show up on Facebook in a group every Thursday. Your podcast comes out on Monday. Now on Thursdays, you could say, I'll be here to do a Q&A about how that went or what I really meant or to talk about why I did that episode. So this one piece of content becomes a way for you to engage Across the board. And what we do know about branding is that everything that you do should always lead back to the same place, to the same message, to the same offer, to the same you, to the same story. So if you have a podcast being your your grounded one flagpole piece of content that you do consistently, that gives you so much juice. So when you have a podcast, you can then create these one minute clips. And the technology to create these clips is easy. It's something that my nine-year-old already knows how to do. It's not hard. You can also take your podcast and send it to something like Rev, R-E-V, Rev.com or Otter. And in 15 minutes, that podcast comes back transcribed to you, right? Because it's a software that's doing this. And then what can you do with that? Well, you could take a paragraph of that and use it as your Instagram post and what you write in a caption. You could create a blog from that podcast. You could create, create pieces of that content and you could send that to Forbes or Inc or a, a magazine or an online blog that has to do with moms or dance or herbal medicine or anything. And you could create articles out of your podcast. There's so much that you can do with this podcast that it takes all the guesswork of content out of it for you. Now, here's what I said before about the podcast being 20% and everything else around the podcast is 80% of the juice. People think that if you build it and you, you do it, they will come. But if you build it, they won't come. If you build it, they won't come. They don't know that it's there. So the podcast itself is 20% of the whole thing. And 80% of the whole thing is everything you do around this podcast. And that's where you wanna involve the audience in your show. You want the audience to feel that this is their show, that this there's something that is in it for them. And so right away, when we started a podcast, we started to bring the audience in. I would read notes from people on Thursday's episodes. And I would say, Linda's in our audience and she said that she just started her Etsy shop and she's really excited because she made her first sale. And so people loved hearing themselves shouted out. And then they would tell their friends, oh, my God, you have to listen. She talked about me on the show. But also it became a movement. It became a community. It became a place where people who had this feeling who wanted this result, all came together to talk about it. One thing that we did is we created, just like people are in book clubs, we created a podcast club, meaning you could listen to Don't Keep Your Day Job with your friends. And we created a packet of questions that you could ask at the end of a few episodes to have to inspire conversation the same way you would if you were doing a book club now a lot of books today are already on audio so people are in book clubs where they're listening to books and then meeting up and discussing it so why not listen and have a podcast club where you all listen to the show and then you come together and you talk about it and you take action so we created crib notes where we would say you know, here are the takeaways from these five episodes. Here are the links to these five episodes. And here are questions you can ask each other to, to invite really good quality conversation that this, these episodes could help you in your own life. What are the things that you can do to make your audience feel like they are a part of the podcast? We created a Facebook group, the Don't Keep Your Day Job community. I think there's 25,000 people in that group. It's very active. I do very little and it's still active. And we do do a couple regularly occurring things. We created a Facebook group around the podcast and we ask people once a week to share their wins and people post. Photos of the woodworking they're doing. They post photos of the soap that they're making. They ask each other if somebody knows somebody who might be a good, you know, person to help them make a graphic. It's it's created a community of people who find one another there. And we have fostered that in some simple ways. When we first started the podcast, I did more there. I showed up there more regularly and did Q&As with them and would talk about the podcast there and say, you can meet me over there and we're going to. And so I think that that kind of created a little momentum in the beginning. What we want to do is create content and then from that content, make it about who's listening. And before I start every show, I say to myself, okay, what's the pain point of my audience? What questions do they have? What would they want to hear about? So what we did, and this is something that I would like you to think about is we started our podcast in January of 2017, four years ago. And in four years, we got to 20 million downloads and almost 200 sponsors and two book deals and lots of revenue and and all of that. And we're going to talk in a second about how you use the podcast to generate revenue. But before we go there, we put this show out in January, but what I want you to know is we didn't start recording in January. We started recording in October. You want to build the runway to this thing. And so what we did is we first came up with like, what is this show about? And then- We recorded eight episodes before we launched in January. And the reason we recorded eight episodes is so that we would figure out what we were doing before we were on the clock. When you start a podcast, you wanna have an audio habit that you're creating for your listeners. You don't wanna start a podcast on a Monday, first week of January, let's say that's what we did, and then not show up again for three weeks. You want to let people feel very certain and sure and safe, and they want to be able to build a habit around it. So it's like saying, hi, this is what this show is. This is what you can expect. This is when you can expect it. So if we would have started recording in January and then needed the next one out the next week and the next one, the next week, well, what if a guest would cancel? What if a guest was boring? What if we realized that we didn't like the way that the thing came out? So we thought, let's record eight episodes before we ever begin, and we can get a sense of what this really is, and we can, we can listen back and then decide which ones were the best ones, which ones should go first and second and third and so forth. So we had some then in the can so that when we started, we knew we had six. We wound up not using a couple of them because some of them were long-winded. So we wound up with six. So we had six episodes. So then I knew we were starting January. We had six weeks of content done and I could stay on track creating content for middle of February, middle of March. And I just was able to be ahead of it rather than ever feeling like I was behind the eight ball and it was due and I had to go scramble to get it done. And so now we actually are always way ahead. So in the bank, we probably have about 28 episodes right now. We're always about twenty. Five to 30 episodes ahead. So I'm recording interviews for the podcast three to four times a week. And then we start to put them out in different places. What we do every day is we do bite sized podcasts, as you guys know. So we do an interview on Monday and Thursday, and then Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday. We just give little bite-sized pieces. And those are things, again, that I repurpose. So if I do an Instagram Live, I take a nugget of that and put it on the podcast. If I do something for the Don't Keep Your Day Job community, I take a nugget of that. And everybody can do it and we can make it so much easier than it needs to be. And I love the idea of you guys going into IGTV and going live with somebody in the class or live with somebody else. And then you're live in front of your followers and their followers, and that can become its own podcast. That can then be its own episode, or you could take pieces of that and make those multiple episodes. I'm literally right now throwing the whole thing at you and I'm going to break it down and tell you what I want you to do this week and make it super tangible and make it super bite-sized. But I wanted you to hear sort of the whole flow of it. Let's go to what I want you to do this week and what my very first episode was. So when you record your first episode of the podcast, you're recording this episode to let the audience know what this show is and why this show is and what they can expect. So the very first episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job was, hey guys, this is Kathy Heller. I'm doing this podcast called Don't Keep Your Day Job. This is gonna be a show that helps you explore not your job job, but your life's work. And this is why I wanted to do this podcast. I wanted to do this podcast because this is what how I grew up, or this is what I got to see as somebody who became a songwriter and felt like I had beat the system because I did something that I loved and I didn't have to do something I didn't love and I got to be paid for it. And here's what you can expect. At the time, I told them that every week I would show up on Mondays and I would have conversations with people who got to do things that they loved, whether they were bakers or podcasters or artists or dancers, And we would talk about how they found a way to do something that felt like them and to get paid to do something that felt like a calling. That was it. Over time, we added more episodes, but the why and the what stayed pretty much the same. You're also allowed to pivot. There are people who've changed the name of their podcast and they haven't had to change the podcast itself, meaning you could keep all the same download numbers and down the road, realize you want to change the artwork. You want to change the name of it. You want to change that instead of having a co-host, you no longer have a co-host. You're allowed to pivot. That's all okay too. But when you begin, it's nice to start at the beginning and have the first episode be, here's what this podcast is. And here's why I wanted to do it. And here's what you can expect. And so the assignment we want you to do this week Whether you wind up keeping it, whether you wind up doing it or not, we thought it would be a good experience for you to record a quick first episode of a podcast that you could potentially start. And it could be literally as easy as going into your phone as I do every single night. I record the podcast on Zoom typically, but when I go to record the intros and outros, I do them on my phone. And so I go on my phone and I record, and this was me last night. Hey guys, it's Kathy. Welcome Welcome back back to to another episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job. So for all the people who think that there's all these reasons why you can't start a podcast because you don't have a studio and you don't have equipment and you don't have the money and you don't have this and you don't have that, you literally can pick up your phone. The quality of sound on smartphones, it's so good. (laughs) this is literally the voice memo that comes with the podcast. That's what I use. So I go into my voice note and I record, and then I save this. This is Kathy Heller. Welcome back to another episode of don't keep your day job. That's what we're talking about in terms of quality of equipment and all the levers and pulleys. I'm literally sitting in my closet and recording the pickups. And I could do the entire show like that. I've done, sometimes I'm on location, I'm traveling and I'm, I've done an entire episode where I'm talking about some topic and I'm, I'm just talking into the voice memo and it's fine. And when I say fine, meaning like it's as good of a quality as me using this microphone just to pull the wool, you know, out of everybody's eyes. It's like, this is the truth. So you can use that and you can record a five minute, a 10 minute, a 12 minute, you could also use zoom which we're using right now and just hit record what i like about using zoom for the podcast itself is that i get video out of it as well so then i can take a clip of me and dr phil or me and harry connick or me and whoever and now i can use that video as well to be compelling content for the podcast and even if it wasn't harry connick or dr phil even if it was just me talking it's still more interesting to have that as an additional thing that i have is like you know people can see me sharing this so do you need to buy a fancy mic? Nope. Could you? Yeah, you can get a microphone. If you go into Amazon and you type in podcast microphones, there's a whole array of them. I've never done things complicated. I see my friends and they have like this thing that pulls down and a pop filter. And I know, cause I used to record vocals all the time for my music. And I literally bought a mic that's on a mic stand and I just speak into it. And sometimes I just use my phone. So we don't have to over- complicate this, but I would like you to think about if I was going to do a show, what would I do a show about? And if I was going to do a show, what might I call it? And if I was going to do a show, who might listen? And what do I think their pain point is? What do I think they would need from me? Who am I talking to? And why do they need this show? And if I was going to do a show, what format feels easy feels like the path of least resistance feels good. Would I want to interview people? Would I want to just kind of talk? Would I want to tell stories? Would I want to have a co-host? Like what feels good? I would just kind of think about that for a second. But what I want to say is that from a business standpoint, I hate seeing where people have a podcast that's like, they're putting all their heart and soul into talking about how much they love nature, let's say for instance, and then their podcast. Is an organizing business, and I'm like, oh, that's too bad because if you're going to do a podcast, at least from where I'm sitting, all roads should lead to the same ocean, all rivers should lead you back. So, why would you spend that time unless you just again there's working hard and there's working smart? So, if you want to work smart, and again, in made to do this, we're talking about not hobbies but businesses, so then let's utilize the energy and the bandwidth and the time we're spending on the podcast to make something that leads to my offer. So how can we do that? Well, let's think about it. If our offer is organizing, could we talk about what it feels like to declutter our life? Could we talk about what it feels like? to elevate our spaces? Could we talk to people who know about feng shui and could we talk to people about productivity and how that changes when we start to put things away? I mean, what would be the kinds of topics that we can talk about and have conversation about? And this is where this comes right after last week's discussing of story selling. So we have a story that we tell and we have a world that we create. And then from there, we have an offer. So my friend Natasha Case has a business called Cool House Ice Cream Sandwiches, and they went to Whole Foods to do their pitch. And they basically spent the entire time, instead of talking about ice cream sandwiches, they talked about how on the label, on the package, it would say women owned and led. So Natasha started a podcast where she talks to other women founders about their businesses. And then every episode is sponsored by Cool House Ice Cream Sandwiches. So She didn't have to have a podcast about ice cream, but one of the core components of the story she tells with her brand is what the podcast was about. And that leads people then to, God, I love her. I love all these conversations and I'm gonna support Cool House because again, this is who's behind Cool House and this is what Cool House is about. Women owned and led businesses, Natasha's also married she's a lesbian she has i think now they have a second kid i have met their first kid he was really cute so she talks about all of those things and specifically with women who own businesses so you see how that is an amazing thing to make a podcast about and then that goes to the offer so when we talk about monetizing a podcast people seem to like quit before they start because they say to themselves. Well, I've learned about sponsorship and now I know you need like thousands of downloads to get sponsorship, but that's not how podcasts make money. Podcasts make money from your own personal offers. Podcasts make money because at the end of every episode, even if you had 19 listeners, imagine if you said, I'm doing a 15 minute consultation, you can sign up and imagine if every episode you got two people to sign up for that consultation Or imagine if you start using it as a way to build your list. Or imagine if you start having your own retreats or a membership or a course or a product. And at the end of every episode, you talk about your course, your product, your retreats, your launches. That's where podcasts become huge ways to monetize. It's a lead generator, but in the biggest way. The same way that we say five-day challenges work more than webinars. You know, Tony Robbins, he said, you know, we've learned through trial and error that... People don't opt in so much to webinars. They like challenges because why? Because of the connection, right? Because a webinar feels like a sales pitch. But if you spend time with me and you just are generous and you give me five days of your time in a five-day challenge, a connection is built. There's a lot of um, value there. So if you ask people like him and you ask others, why are you focusing so much on podcasts? It's for the same reason. They've come to realize that if they keep building the well before they're thirsty and making deep deposits, it pays off. Oftentimes people do business backwards. They have an idea for a business and then they go out to market to sell it and it's crickets. It's because there's no relationship that's been built. They went right to the offer. If you have a consistent way to show up and pour into people and then at the end of that, there's another give of some value, a free consultation, a five-day challenge, a free workshop, boy, are you building the well before you're thirsty. You are deepening and deepening that relationship. And if people are consistently there and listening to you, you're growing the know, like, and trust factor. And then they want you to have something to offer. They're hoping that you do have something that you offer. So that's where I want you to think about Not just like, oh, what would it be fun to talk about? But what would be the kind of conversation that the person I'm eventually serving in my business would be interested in? And what would be a conversation that I could have that would be a vehicle to bringing people back to this offer? So I want you to take a second right now and brainstorm that a little bit. Like, what have you been thinking about? And therefore, what could be some of the topics? So the question you're writing down is, what topic would my podcast be about? What could I possibly talk about on this podcast that would make sense given what it is I want to do to serve what the offer eventually is? What could the podcast be about? Take a second and work on that. And now underneath that, I want you to just kind of like brainstorm, like what form would you feel is the easiest, most exciting path of least resistance? Is it interviews? Is it storytelling? Is it just you kind of sharing your thoughts? Would you want to have a co-host? Would you want to do five minute episodes, an hour long episodes? Just brainstorm a little bit about what what feels easy or fun.
2: Okay. We have a lot more to cover, but first we're just going to thank our sponsors. Recently, we did some spring cleaning and decluttering around the house. And let me tell you, there's nothing more refreshing than hitting the reset button once in a while. If your hair is a little overdue for the same treatment, it's time for the Clarifying Detox Shampoo from Way. You only have to use it once a week to neutralize product buildup, oil, dirt, and hard water from your hair and scalp without stripping away moisture. It's great for all types of hair, even hair treated with keratin, chemicals, color, or Brazilian blowout. Sometimes my hair can get dry and kind of dull. And since I have to be on video so much, there are times when I actually want to look good and feel more confident. And after using the Detox shampoo, I really feel like my hair has come back to life because it's super clean and soft. And even though they use apple cider vinegar in their shampoo, it doesn't smell anything like that. It actually smells so amazing, like a combination of rose... And champagne and other yummy scents. Definitely check it out. They also have a full collection of cruelty, sulfate, and paraben free hair care, body, and fragrance products. When you're ready to undo some damage, hit the reset button with the Way Detox Shampoo. Go to T H E O U A I dot and use code DREAMJOB to get 15% off your entire purchase. That's T H E O U A I dot com code DREAMJOB. When I first tried meditation, I thought I was so bad at it and I felt like I was doing it wrong. Luckily, I had great teachers to keep me going, but not everyone has the time or resources to stay on track. So that's why I love Headspace. They make meditation simple. Headspace is your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations in an easy to use app. It's one of the only meditation apps advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research. In fact, Headspace is backed by 25 published studies on its benefits, 600,000 five-star reviews, and over 60 million downloads. Whether you're overwhelmed, stressed, you need more sleep, you can't focus, or even if you want to do a more morning- meditation with your kids, Headspace's approach to mindfulness can help you with all of that and boost your overall well-being. I love using the Headspace app. I can meditate on my own schedule, on my own time. Lately, I've been doing their mini meditations in the morning to help me wake up and get connected with myself before the rest of the family wakes up and the work begins. It really helps set the tone for the rest of the day. And sometimes I get my best ideas during these quick sessions. You deserve to feel happier and Headspace's meditation made simple. Go to headspace.com slash dreamjob. That's headspace.com slash dreamjob for a free one month trial with access to Headspace's full library of meditations for every situation. This is the best deal offered right now. Head to Headspace.com slash dreamjob today.
0: I also want to show you guys this. So A lot of times you hear people talking and they, they're on my podcast or they're talking somewhere else and they say, yeah, you know, I started a blog in 2007 and, you know, then it took off and you're like, oh gosh, you know, like I didn't get there early enough or people say, oh, I started a YouTube uh, show in 2011 and then it took off and you're like, oh darn it. I started my Instagram in 2009 and now look at where I am. So We can feel late to the party with a lot of things. And when I started my podcast, I felt late to the party, but I want to let you know that you're not late to the party even still. If you went to Apple Podcasts, so Apple, just so you know, 75% of all podcast listeners listen through Apple Podcasts and podcasts have become so cool and so hip that Spotify, we now know, is putting all their money on podcasts. They're, they're double down. They're like, this is where we want to spend all of our energy. We want to own it. We want to be the person. They want to kind of take Apple's spot. But Apple is still where people know and come to podcasts. So Apple podcasts have become the new child that they are spending time on. But from Apple themselves, Apple started out with music, right? When it was in terms of media, do you remember what happened with Napster? And then Apple was like, we should get in. Then they literally took over the music industry. And what's a fascinating thing is that there are so many people who have an iPhone. And when they do the studies on podcasts, I'm telling you like the vast majority of people who have an iPhone say, how do I listen to a podcast? And then they say, oh, it's a native app that comes on your phone. And it's free content. And it's like every possible topic you want right here in this purple icon. So they've realized that we haven't even started. So to get in now on podcasting is just so smart. So if you go to the podcast charts, I could even show you this. I'll share my screen with you. So here's what's so cool about podcasts is that There, it says podcasts here, and then it says all categories. So if I go down to business, so my show is in the business category, it says top shows, new shows, careers, investing, management, marketing, entrepreneurship. Okay. So if I click on where it says entrepreneurship, so you have Tim Ferriss, Gary Vee, Rachel Hollis, Ed Milet, Brooke Castillo, there's me. You have uh, Nicole Walters, who's so awesome. Jacqueline Johnson from Work Party, Barbara Corcoran. All right, now let's go. Donald Miller's over here. Let's go back to business. And if we go to top shows, so there's always 200. 200 is the number. For whatever reason, they only count to 200 for top shows. So if you go through the top 200, so we sort of fluctuate, but we're always, always, thank God, since we started, we are always on this list. Now, this list is not something that Apple chooses. This is based on download. This is based on your audience. Your audience is making this happen. That's why it fluctuates every day. Sometimes we're 27, sometimes we're 55, but we've not left the top 200, which is fantastic. But the reason I show this to you is because if you start a podcast, you're not in a sea of a gajillion podcasts. And then what happens is if your podcast does well, all of a sudden you, you know, here's a girl who me, right. I'm not on a podcast network. I'm not on wondering. I'm not on podcast one. I'm not famous. I didn't come into this with 500,000 Instagram followers. I didn't come into this with a being a household name, but the fact that I could become relevant then all of a sudden to other podcasters, it has opened my network up in a way that It's so valuable. I I can't even really qualify it or explain it. But what happens is once you have a podcast, then other podcasters reach out and say, oh, I see you have an audience and your audience likes this thing. We should swap. We should be on each other's shows. And I'm just trying to make it very evident that if you try to make a dent in YouTube, it's like dropping blue food coloring into an ocean. It's like, it's not going to make much of a, a spread so quickly, but if you really focused and you wanted to make a dent and get a chunk of that audience in podcasting, it's much more doable. Now, I'm not saying that I'm in the top 200 and there's only 200 podcasts in business. No, I'm sure that there's thousands and thousands and thousands, but there's not millions and millions and millions. And then what happens is because I become relevant, then in the podcasting space, everybody kind of knows who I am. And when people come out with books, whether they have a podcast or not, they want to be on my show because what we've also come to learn, this is important for you to know, is that the advertisers, the Gray and the Ogilvy and the Deutsch and the Saatchi and Saatchis and the Young and Ruby Cam and the Arnold Worldwide and the DDBs, all the advertisers have come to realize that the money they spend in podcasting has a much bigger ROI. So if you do the research on your own, you'll see this, that they would rather put money in podcasting than on NBC or billboards or radio. And what that means is, whether you have sponsors out the gate or not, what that data is letting you know is that a connection gets made. The kind of way that people consume podcasts is different. That content is different. And so they're voting with their dollars because you build a rapport that's different than somebody who hosts a TV show can build, than somebody who has a radio show can build. The depth of that. So that's another reason to say, okay, if they know that now, then how do I get in line with that? And so as Seth Godin says, no matter what you try to do with all your bells and whistles, everything is always word of mouth. And so when we want to understand depth versus width, podcasting is that thing that will really help us cement and connect and go deep instead of going wide. And the more that you do that, you create a, a real trust and intimacy with people. You create a world where now you and other people can swap and you can become relevant. And we also know that people who listen to podcasts are very likely to listen to the show they listen to and then add other shows that they start listening to and they they start binging lots of content, which means if you were to go in front of someone else's audience who's a loyal person listening they'll very likely start listening to you as well versus making a choice between who they listen to. So I hope that you feel encouraged. Like I'm not late to the party. Apple themselves hasn't even, they don't even think that they've begun this yet. And it's, it's just very exciting to see where it's going to lead. You also can affiliate for people. I've had friends who started a podcast. I had one friend, she started a podcast and she had a nutrition school. I think I told you that she had gone to, and she said, can I affiliate for you? And so for every person who signed up for this nutrition school, she would get a thousand dollars. And so she made $300,000 in her first year of podcasting because 300 people signed up for not her program, somebody else's program. And it's like a $6,000 or something program. And they gave her a thousand bucks. They were like, let's see what you can do with it. So she made a thousand dollars for 300 people. So she made 300 grand just to talk about this integrative um, nutrition school that she had gone to. And over time people signed up. So there are things that you can do like that as well, where it doesn't have to be sponsored based. Somebody asked me in the chat about frequency, and I will tell you that podcasts, just like Instagram, have an algorithm. So if you wanna stay relevant, post more often. So if I had to choose between doing one show a week and doing three, I would do three. If I had to choose between doing an hour-long format once a week that was like pristine and perfect, I would say do it messy and do two messy shows a week rather than one epic thing that's gonna cause you all of this stress and strain. The more you post, the better it is, yeah. And you'll make it, higher on that list, depending on how many subscribers you have in a 24-hour period. Those top 200, it has to do with how many subscribers you have in a 24-hour period, as well as how many people actually listen to the episode. So there's times where people hit the list because they get, you know, a thousand people to subscribe in a day, but then no one's really actually listening. So they kind of leave the list really fast. There is some like checks and balances there, but what's cool is that if you hit the list, people will notice you because there are people who search for what to listen to by looking at those top uh, 200 lists. And um, if you get featured, you get subscribers and you'll get oftentimes, if you get featured on new and noteworthy, or if you get featured in a certain category, You will get a lot of eyeballs, which means you'll get a lot of subscribers. And then it's up to you though, to keep those subscribers by making that show. And so people will be like, oh, well, you were featured. It's like, well, they can lead people to you, but then you have to keep those subscribers. And so thankfully when people come in, it seems that a lot of people stick around and stay consistently listening to the podcast, which is on my merit, right? I have to merit that they want to stick around and keep downloading it and keep listening. And by the way, when you sell advertising, you sell advertising based on a consistent amount of downloads that you can guarantee in a 60-day period. So they will look at what you've done over the last 60 days. They won't be like, oh, you had one episode where you had 20,000 downloads and then you had zero downloads and then 9,000. They won't buy advertising. It's what's the average amount of downloads that this person has had over the last 60 days we could then guarantee that we would have that again over the next 60 days. And when it comes to downloads, just so you know, you get paid what's called a CPM, cost per millionth, CPM. When it comes to selling advertising, the standard CPM is between $25 and $50 CPM, which means for every thousand downloads you have you make between $25 and $50. So if you had, let's just, for easy math, if you have 10,000 downloads, right? And let's use the middle between 25 and 50 and you got $35 per CPM, you'd make $350 for that ad. Do you see that? If, you, if a CPM is between 25 and $50, depending on who's sponsoring you, They're paying you $25 to $50 per 1,000 downloads. So if you made $35 as a CPM and you had 10,000 downloads, you'd make $350. If you had three ads on that episode at $350, you'd make $1,050 for that episode for three sponsors who paid you $35 for a CPM. So once the podcast has, let's say, 60,000 downloads an episode, you might be making $2,100 per ad. And then if you had 3 ads an episode, you'd be making $6,300 per episode. So once you get into the kind of numbers that we're at, it becomes extremely profitable. So, you know, you can wind up making a lot of money from podcasting. So, it's exciting and it's definitely something to be to be thinking about doing. And we really, I just keep saying this to you guys, but we we are so convinced that matter makes matter and energy makes matter. We know that that's a defining principle of this earth. It's energy that creates matter. So every time you feel yourself going into the feeling stuck and the how, and the trying, and the grasping, that is you not trusting that you are being guided, that you are being directed, that your enthusiasm and your open heart is as much preparation as you need, that there is a synchronicity to this, that when you let it be easy, when you allow it to come, when you step out of making it hard, and you you step into the vibration of just what's at the core, like Melissa said, when I started, it was, I wanna just share this with you that you will then attune and plug into the people who are a magnet looking for that exact vibration right now. That if I turned on the radio, I would turn it on to a particular station, right? I wouldn't turn it on to every station at one time and listen to every serious XM radio station at once. I couldn't hear anything. So I would attune to one station, which means a radio is a receiver for a frequency. And that frequency then literally comes in. We have to just attune to the frequency of allowing in this awesome thing that we desire, which means step out of the grasping and out of the how and just plug into that state where it feels good, where you trust it, where you're allowing that blessing to come. And as you dance in that place, that vortex will lead you to exactly where you need to go. And that's all that it really is. And anybody who gets it winds up becoming somehow spiritual because you can't deny that there's so much about it. That's a, it's, it's a, it's energetic. Look at who's attracted to this program. We're all in the same soul cluster. It had nothing to do with, you didn't come out of that challenge with me and go, you know what? I learned 15 things and it's worth it. It was like, it wasn't even a logical decision. It was just like something about this girl and me are vibrating in the same place and it's moving me forward and it's moving me home and I'm going to do it. And here we go. And that's how you've fallen in love with anything. And that's why I'm here with you and not with everybody else. And it doesn't matter that they're not here and you're here. I was meant to be here with you. So the people who you need, need you. They're looking for you. Let them in. Let it come. Share from your heart. The vibration of your heart is what is going to make this happen. It's happening for you. Tell yourself that every single second. It's all happening for me. It's all working out. And then you will calibrate to the things that are working out and you will only see what feels good and you will be directed there. And while everyone else is so busy being worried and preoccupied with the how, you'll fly way above that noise into a vibration of what feels good. And you'll meet all the other people who are ready to feel good and connect and have meaningful conversations. And you'll skip the line every time. Trust it. You wouldn't be here if you didn't have it. It's done. Just allow it to happen. So your assignment this week is to record episode zero. And I actually wouldn't recommend that you put it on Apple Podcasts because I would like you to take a page from my book because I do think it works. And if you finish that assignment this week, I'd like you to think about a time in the future where you could circle on your calendar that you're gonna put out episode zero. Maybe it's, let's see, today is the 29th. So maybe you decide to put out episode zero June 1st. I don't care. It doesn't matter. And between now and then, after you record episode zero, you record six or eight episodes so that when you launch, you have what to launch with. And then you just keep going and rinsing and repeating. That's what I would recommend. But all you need to do by the end of this week is open up your voice recorder and give me 10 minutes and start messy and start where you are and trust the fricking process because it's here on your behalf. It's working for you all the time. So I
2: hope that you guys learned a thing or two from that. And if you're someone who's never thought that podcasting was for you, maybe try the assignments that I mentioned and just see what comes from it. You never know what might happen. And shout out to Danielle and Adam Silverstein, who I mentioned earlier in the episode, they're actually releasing their first ebook called Date Night Questions. And Danielle had me on their show recently, and that episode is coming out soon. So listen to their show, Marriage of Martinis. You can go to their website, marriageofmartinis.com, for all the awesome stuff that they're doing. All right, now here are the takeaways. Number one, stop waiting to be ready and start where you are. Number two, your story is valuable and it's needed. Speaking out your story is so much more powerful than you know. Number three, intimacy is currency. If you want to fly above the noise, you need to create depth and quality content that creates a connection with people. You need a podcast. Number four, if you want something, if you desire it, it's there for you. Your job is to allow it. Number five, if you build it, they won't come. 20% is making the show, but 80% is what you do with it. Number six, make your audience a part of the show get them involved. Number seven, you're not late to the party. The rise of podcasts is only just beginning. Now is the best time to get in the game. And number eight, trust the process. It's here on your behalf and it's working for you all the time. It's all happening for you. Okay, now we're going to celebrate today's giveaway winner. Every Monday and Thursday, I'm giving away some awesome swag, like a cute hoodie or a mug. So if you want to enter the giveaway, then just leave a review for the podcast on Apple Podcasts or talk about the podcast on your Instagram stories and tag me at kathy.heller. So today's winner is Natalie from bizchicks.com and she said, Gold medal interviewer. Kathy Heller is one of the best interviewers. She asks thoughtful, probing questions and connects with the heart and soul of her guests. Kathy's top takeaways and her original songs keep me tuned in until the very end of every episode. That is so nice. Thank you so much, Natalie. I so appreciate it. I know I say this all the time, but I mean it. I really can't thank you enough for supporting our show, for being here. I am honored that you take the time out of your busy, busy life to be here with me. There are so many good episodes coming up. So please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. And if you want to be entered into the giveaway, just leave a review. It's totally free to subscribe. It's free to leave a review and it really helps us more than you know. And finally, did this episode help? Can you think of anybody who would benefit from it? If the answer is yes, then send them the link to this episode. You can text them the link, you can email them the link, or just post about the show in your Instagram stories and tag me at kathy.heller so I can repost it. P.S. If you want to join me for Made to Do This, go to to Do madetodothis.com. You can save a $1,000 if you enroll before May 14th. I cannot wait to be with you guys for 12 incredible weeks. I'll leave you with a song of mine. I love you so much. And because we do daily episodes now, I'll be talking to you tomorrow.
0: The podcast is a production of Authentic. For more info on advertising in this show, visit AuthenticShows.com.
3: You don't need. quiet in the air feel how your feet touch the ground you're all-